0: Alright, Dad. I will talk to you in a little while, okay? Alright, bye. Holy shit. Do not go in the bathroom for the next 45 minutes. Why? Well, I didn't tell you about my lunch. I had, um, this chicken, tenderloin, There was some kind of turkey yaki in it, and uh, it did not agree with me, holy shit. I have not shit like that since I was a child, thank God. You remember when I told you that my dad said always keep a hatchet, like nearby? Holy shit, I got to chopping this morning, do not... Uh, Actually, hold on on a second. Dad? Are are you still on the phone? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm still here. I was getting sentimental. I remember when you were a baby, and I used to have to chop your shit with a hatchet for you. Ah, memories. All right, I love you, son. This story begins, as most do, with marijuana. A young man found himself in Richmond, Virginia, going to see a very popular movie about the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, being strung up and killed for a few days. Before he went to the movie theater, he thought to himself, gee, that sounds like a pretty harsh vibe. I should probably smoke as much marijuana as I can and then drive to the movie theater to see this thing. And that's exactly what he did. When he arrived, he took a moment and smoked a cigarette in his car. It was then that he realized, wow, this storm's pretty out of control, so he flicked his cigarette and rolled his window up because the interior of his Honda Civic was starting to get damp. He exited the vehicle and walked towards the movie theater. Once inside, he found a packed theater and he got a lot of looks from the people that he had to swish between. It was one of the few times that he had seen a movie all by himself. and. It was one of the few times that he reeked of marijuana when he was in public. Usually, he preferred to smoke out of glass, but in this situation, he had a leftover joint and he decided to smoke that. Now that he stunk of weed, it was clear to all of the Christian moviegoers that he was no Christian. During the movie, he was filled with regret. It kind of killed his buzz because of all the harsh things they kept doing to Jesus. Several times he repeated to himself, my God, that dude had it rough, not realizing that the director, Mel Gibson, hadn't actually been there to see the execution of Christ, He was going by a very old book that had been influenced by the opinions of the men who wrote in it, and his own anti-Semitic ways. As the young man continued to watch the film, he teared up a little and thought, why don't those Jews just leave Jesus alone already? he had forgotten that the Romans played a part as well. When he left the movie, he returned to his vehicle, ready to go home because it was a late showing, only to find that his car's battery had died. He thought for a moment, tried the car a few more times, and then decided to call AAA because there was still a very large thunderstorm going on and his high was wearing off, this whole thing was pretty uncool. Triple AAA driver showed up while he was already somehow trying to change his own battery, though he didn't have a new battery, and he had gotten battery acid on his favorite bomber jacket. He wouldn't realize that for several hours. AAA driver told him that he would need to tow his vehicle away to give him a new battery for some reason, but also offered to take him home, and then he could catch a taxi to come pick up his vehicle in the morning. When he got home, He passed right out, after smoking a little more of that weed. Upon waking up, he realized that the battery acid he had gotten on his jacket that he didn't realize had gotten on his jacket had eaten a lot of holes in the bomber jacket. So he took it off and placed it in the trash after a very hearty fuck. He picked up his vehicle, and on the way to his vehicle, he remembered things a little more clearly. You see, at first he thought that perhaps God knew that he had gone to see the passion of the Christ in an altered state of mind, and had punished him for his actions. When what really happened was, due to being high, and it being raining, and rushing to get into the movie, he had forgotten to close his door all the way, leaving his lights on for a couple hours. And apparently, the battery was in a state where that couple of hours was all it needed to drain it. Ladies and gentlemen, the passion of the Christ. giving uh, a lot of thought to why people are so unpleasant. And I guess most of the reason why is because I am pretty unpleasant. Um, Specifically, I was uh, thinking of the situation the other day where I was at the gym and a guy and I were uh, going in opposite directions and we got into that little dance that people do where i go right you go to your left which is my right and then we both like take a step and go up and then we take another step same way and eventually normally one or both people give a laugh and then someone stops and lets the other person go that's how it generally goes it's a nice little pleasant dance between strangers instead i do the thing where we both go the same way, up. Uh, we both do the same way again, up, uh, and then it's not frustration, it's, I guess, annoyance or just pure hatred of any interaction with anyone, but there is no laugh, there is no smile, it's just, all right, get the fuck out of my way, you go, and I'll wait. And I remember moments after that took place because he went with the normal chuckle or smile or whatever and I walked away and I was just like Jesus Christ man. What's wrong with you? Why can't you just laugh like everybody else and Then go on your way. Why did you have to give him the sting face? Like he just gave you the wrong change on purpose And it's weird because I think back to being a child. I'd like to think when I was a kid, I was more pleasant, still had a foul mouth, and I was a liar and a thief. But I think that in general, if you talk to me, seemed pretty happy. And I don't know, I'm going to blame life a little bit. Uh, Not my life, but life in general happening around us. Because it's the same life that took, I used to write poetry and stuff like that for girls that I had crushes on. Um, you know I certainly would tell my son not to do that for many reasons but I think that almost all of the little boys who think like that eventually get changed by life now you might think to yourself not all of them that's right because somewhere there is a homeless dude playing a violin jacking off on a bus stop who is probably still thinking of the poetry that he likes to write to women Meanwhile, everybody else stopped that because everybody else told them, hey, that's lame, and it's not Shakespearean times anymore. But yes, and they became incels. But, you know, that kind of goes along with the whole smiley thing, especially as a black guy, because most of my life, I've had people question, like, why do you smile? Never understood their issue with smiling comes pretty easy to me, or at least it did. Uh, But what I figured out as I have gotten older is, the less you smile, the easier it is to be taken seriously. Now, I took a page out of women's playbooks there, because uh, resting bitch face, sure, a lot of people like to focus on the negatives. But I think that it probably began because they got spoken to less that way. And that is what not smiling does for me. Do I like looking like a dick? Not really. Do I enjoy the freedom of strangers never having the confidence to speak to me? Yes. Uh, You know, nothing's perfect because occasionally someone will stop me and ask me for directions or for money or something and bum me out. But for the most part, I have a good feeling these days that 9 out of 10 times a stranger would like to approach someone else. Um... It took a long time to get here. And as much as it sounds like right now, I love it. I do have those moments where I'm like, ah, man. There's got to be another way. Sometimes it feels like um, when people care about everything. And you're like, nobody's heart's that big. Jesus, you're walking around with the weight on your shoulders. And that's kind of what it's like just being an asshole. It's a... a never-ending servitude to the little devil on your right shoulder who's like, nah, don't tip that person even though you've got cash on you. And sometimes it really gets to you. I don't know if I ever shared this story. This is one of the few times when I felt something. So I'm on this train and I have no cash. I normally don't have cash. In case I haven't said that, cash is disgusting. It's a... I don't know, it's like toilet paper from the 1990s. We shouldn't be using cash anymore. But I'm standing on this train. I forget where I'm going. And this homeless woman comes on. Now, as usual, I have on noise canceling headphones. Um, But I can hear her screaming through the headphones. And it's not the screams that you might be expecting if you're from New York or something. Like these screams sounded like the screams of somebody in danger. Like she was screaming like there could be a guy attached to her stabbing her in the middle of the train and nobody cared. And then she asked this uh, guy if she could have his seat and he gave it to her. Um, I'm gonna describe her look without being offensive. I will just say she looked like she needed help more than anyone I've ever seen in my life. And um, so she's screaming agony, bloody murder, screaming for help. And I didn't have cash. So I remember my eyes starting to well up because I've never wanted to help somebody that much before. And I was totally unable. If I had had a gift card, if I had had anything with monetary value that I thought could help, I would have. I had nothing. So I was forced to just stand there in it feeling like bad about myself for some reason in that moment and everybody else like nobody gave her anything and i don't i'd like to assume that it was because nobody had cash because there were a lot of bad faces it was almost like there was someone silently on the train like a ghost who was shaming all of us for not doing anything because whenever we made eyes with each other there was nothing but shame in all of our faces So moments like that, I do feel something. But in general, I don't know. Maybe I just need to, like, punt a kid or something. So I want to share a little story with you guys about uh, a funky jacket of mine. So the other day, I go to work, and uh, I have just showered. I want to point that out. I put on a shirt that I know to be clean, alright? And I, I really want to stress these things before we get to the meat of the store. So, I get on the train like I do. I get to work. And when I'm there, I'm taking off my jacket. And you know when something hits you, and you know it's you, and it ain't right. And I was like, what the fuck? I just showered. I give a sniff to my right armpit and it hits me. A scent that says, no you didn't, you have not showered today sir, this is a reality check for you. I smell my left armpit, not that bad. Fortunately, I think I'm not going to have to interact with a lot of people today, so I go on about my business, right? And it's always the times when you know that you're not at your brightest and your freshest, that life decides to bring a whole lot of people your way. Everybody needs to like get real close. Suddenly everybody wants to get the smudge off your cheek, right? Everybody's got a secret that they gotta tell it to you right in your ear. So I know that I got a meeting coming up where I'm gonna have a lot of people in my face. So what do I do? I'm thinking, all right, we got a lot of new COVID stuff going on. The bathroom's got a whole lot of amenities. So I head to the bathroom. Now, first of all, I don't just head to the bathroom. Uh, my office is within an eye sight of the bathroom door. So I keep an eye out for Life 5, just see, uh, the comings and goings, because i prefer to be in there alone for what happens next, you know. Um, I get there and there's nobody around, but you know, time is precious and it's fleeting. Because at any moment, somebody could walk in the door. Unfortunately, I don't have eyes outside of it and I didn't I take the time to give myself a lookout, but that would mean divulging my secrets. I digress. I'm at the the bathroom sink, right? And I start to lather up my palm for what's known as a whore's bath. Now, I don't know if they still call it that. It's been a while since I've been in the streets. But um, it's where you basically don't have permission to use the shower. So you do what you can in the sink. I think that a lot of uh, poor people promiscuous people, and just dirty people in general. Know what the horse bath's about. You're not gonna feel fresh, but the point is to not smell that way for a certain amount of time. You know, you're not gonna have a whole afternoon. You'll have a few hours before you have to repeat the process unless you're smart enough to bring some uh, travel deodorant with you. Unfortunately, I I do not have a purse, so that was not an option for me. Uh, So I'm cleaning my armpit. And since I don't have deodorant to work with, I had two choices, okay? I'm looking at some Listerine and I'm looking at some Lysol disinfectant spray. So I said, alright, I'm going to go ahead and use the Lysol just because the Listerine, I would really love the smell of it, but it's going to run down my side of my body and probably head to my crotchicle, so no. I spray myself, not too much, because I don't want the Lysol to break free of my clothes and give me an uh, aura of Lysol disinfectant. I don't want to be the Febreze person, because I've been that person, it's not fun. I just want, if you get too close, maybe you get a hint of Lysol that lets you know, one, I took a horse bath today, and two, maybe I shouldn't be that close to that dude who took a horse bath today. So naturally, I get to my meeting. And uh, my boss is getting real, real close. Like the proximity was driving me crazy, which was making me start to break into a sweat, which was just making the Lysol do its job even more. And, uh, you know, long story short, the next day I get to work again. And I'm funky again. And this time I have basically taken a shower on my way to work. I made sure I would be fresh and so clean all day. And that's when it hits me. And I turn to my jacket and I give it a good whiff. And it kicked me like Jean-Claude Van Damme. And I thought to myself, holy shit, you've had this jacket for like four years. And you've never even so much as Febreze this, it's got to go baby. So let that be a lesson everybody, ladies and gentlemen, clean your jackets sometimes, all right? You never know what it might make you smell like ass. Oh, so here's something fun about, uh, every time that I start a new job, at some point somebody brings up marijuana and I guess it's weird now because marijuana is technically legal uh, in New York State. And one day, it's very strange to me, we're going to be able to say that it's federally legal. One day. I think one day soon. I used to say that I would be like 50, and I may be 50 by the time that it's actually totally legal. Um, I do love the fact that people can't get drug tested anymore. Um, well. In the states where I would choose to live. Like, I don't think I want to live anywhere where they're still like thinking like it's the 90s. But, um, so anyway, it's legal now. But every time I start somewhere new and people bring it up, it's just instinct. And maybe it's the heavy smoker thing, maybe it's just a me thing. Um, you can't get me to admit that I even know what weed is on the job. I will never. I will never admit to knowing what it is. I will never admit to knowing anybody who's done it. I treat it like you've just introduced a word to the dictionary of me that I just cannot associate with. Um, and it's it's a little ridiculous because, sure, I could pretend like, or I could admit that I know what it is, but I give you nothing. And um, it's a bit over, but at the same time, like, You can't really accuse me. The only thing you can accuse me of is, I know you know what weed is, and I'm not going to give you that. I'll never give you that. It's like if there was a child, like if my kid went missing, and I just refused to ever acknowledge I had one, but you couldn't find any pictures of him, and you're like, but I know, and I'm like, well, I mean, if you know, show me, show me, show me me with my family that you apparently know. Um, but yeah, whenever weed comes up, like, oh, you know, and I just have a blank look, oh, come on, you know what weed is. Um, I don't, I'm I'm sorry, I I don't. I'm a boring person. I I like to read, that's what I. All right. If you've been uh, living under a rock, then you wouldn't have gotten the news, but again, most people didn't, Uh, so we were featured and probably this week and um, so we've got a bunch of new followers and a lot of new listeners and we really just wanted to put this episode out as a hello and a welcome. This is closer to the format that this uh, podcast normally operates on and uh, yeah I hope you enjoy getting weird with us and to everyone who is a long time listener, what's up? Don't forget to send movie recommendations whenever because we're going to do another watch real soon. Hope everybody has a great weekend. We'll be back next week with more Strawberry Cough.